Thought, together with perception, produces everything. It shapes our words, propels our actions, and establishes our being in the world. It provides a space, a home, a roof for our sense of self to create, express, live, and love. Thought takes the seamless and interconnected whole of existence and breaks it into pieces, which can then come into relation to one another. It is in thought that you and I are born, where you and I can relate, where we can exist in contrast or in relation to the world. Thought is where it all begins and where it all ends. Relations, dimensions, depth, contrast, measurements, opinions, judgments, birth, death, space, time, and understanding are all impossible without it. Today, as a part of our continued exploration of the Buddha's Noble Eightfold Path, let's move into the second set of exercises in our wisdom training. Exercises in Thought Remember, in an effort to transform the suffering in the world, the Buddha created a path, the Noble Eightfold Path, which can be broken into three arenas of training. First, a training in wisdom. Second, a training in ethics. And third, a training of the mind. Thought and worldview compose this first arena of training, wisdom. So, when training our thoughts, the goal is wisdom. It is to cultivate thoughts that align with the Dharma, that align with truth, that align with reality. It is to cultivate thoughts that lead to peace, love, happiness, and freedom. Okay, so what kind of thoughts align with the Dharma? What kind of thoughts lead to more peace, love, and happiness? What thoughts lead to a state of ease and spaciousness and timelessness? What thoughts will set you free? Today, we'll just go over some general exercises I think you'll find to be useful. And then I'll go into some more specific practices like metta or loving kindness, generosity, and renunciation practices in another episode, since there's so much to explore there. Okay, to begin training in thought, it may be prudent to start by simply noting when you're thinking. Many people, if you ask, would believe they're aware that they're thinking. But anyone who's practiced Vipassana or any other form of meditation knows just how untrue this claim is. When we first begin practicing meditation, we quickly discover that it's hard to watch more than just a few breaths without becoming lost in thought. So, again, a good first step in training our thoughts is simply to cultivate that meta-awareness I spoke about in a previous episode, What is Mindfulness? Once you get a better hold on the thinking process itself, you may find it skillful to start organizing your thoughts. More specifically, you might find it useful to separate your thoughts into two columns. In the first column, thoughts rooted in ill will, thoughts of selfishness, greed, hatred, and cruelty. And in the second column, thoughts rooted in goodwill, thoughts of selflessness, generosity, 
loving kindness, and compassion. When the Buddha explored this delineation, he witnessed directly and understood that thoughts rooted in ill will led to his own affliction, to the affliction of others, and to the affliction of both. He also realized that thoughts rooted in goodwill led to joy, peace, spaciousness, and a sense of connection in himself, in others, and in both. Again, the Buddha isn't dogmatic. He doesn't ask you to take him at his word here. He invites you to explore this in yourself. So try it out. See if you can train your attention to be placed in both columns, on thoughts rooted in goodwill and ill will. See, feel, and know for yourself. One, the direct felt experience of each of these thoughts, and two, the immediate and long-term consequences of each of them. One way to do this, after you've noted that a thought has arisen, is to ask whether the thought is helpful or unhelpful. Is this thought skillful or unskillful? Is this thought wholesome or unwholesome? Or simply, what's the attitude in the mind right now? I do this all the time, not only for myself, but with my kids. At a holiday party the other night, for example, my oldest kid was getting frustrated and upset he wasn't winning prizes from a game an adult had set up for the young kids. So I asked him, hey, what's the attitude in your mind right now? Unpleasant, he responded. Oh yeah, how's that working out for you? Not good, he replied. Hmm, interesting, I said. He quickly settled back into the game, and not more than five minutes later, he decided to give one of the gifts he had won to his younger cousin, who also wasn't winning as many gifts as the others. Again, I asked him, Hey, what's the attitude in your mind? Pleasant, he said with a big smile. Oh yeah? How's that working out for you? Great, he exclaimed. As you become more mindful of your thought patterns and their effects on yourself and others, I think you'll discover that awareness starts to take care of itself. You'll naturally begin to respond from a place of goodwill, which leads to more ease and happiness and spaciousness in your life, which then leads to deeper awareness and concentration, which leads to more wisdom and insight, which leads to more happiness and peace. And so your entire life, your entire being, just continues to spiral upward. Additionally, when we are aware of and understand our habitual nature as human beings, we can also support and accelerate the cultivation of those thoughts that lead to more well-being, joy, peace, spaciousness, and connection. The more we repeat specific thoughts, the more probable they become. We can train our thoughts so that the positive, wholesome, loving thoughts become the inclination of our minds. The Buddha said, and Western psychology will back this, what you think and ponder becomes the tendency of your mind. And it doesn't stop here. Our training in wisdom and our thoughts and subconscious worldview and perception leads to our behaviors and speech in the world. It shapes our morality our ethical conduct. 
Explore and know for yourself that your thoughts form your speech and your actions, which harden into habit. And as the common saying goes, our habits harden into character. So watch the thought and its ways with care. Let it spring from love born out of concern for all beings. Lao Tzu said, Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Another exercise you can do is to reflect intentionally, like the Buddha, on the understanding that thoughts rooted in ill will lead to your own affliction, to the affliction of others, and to the affliction of both. Witness for yourself and reflect on how thoughts rooted in ill will obstruct concentration, insight, and wisdom, how they cause dis-ease and bring difficulties to your life and how they lead away from Nibbana, or the highest peace. Make it a disciplined practice to recall and hold clear this understanding in the stillness of your solitude. And on the other side of this, reflect on and realize directly that thoughts rooted in goodwill, thoughts of selflessness, generosity, renunciation, loving-kindness, and compassion, lead to peace happiness, satisfaction, and freedom. And again, make it a practice to bring this clearly to mind in the stillness of your being. Okay, let's do a quick exercise. Grab a pen and a pad, or maybe you can do this in your head. And then just write down without thinking about it the first five things that come to your mind to describe the world as you know it. Okay, now take a look at what you've written. Do you think it's possible your comments tell you more about yourself than they do about the world? Do you think these words or descriptions might be clues about or reflections of yourself rather than true statements about reality? How are you structuring the world? Can you love or hate something about another person or the world unless it's already a part of you? Try to be conscious of this possibility moving forward. Try considering that every comment you make about the world, about another person, about an event, about life, is a projection of yourself, of your own interior landscape. What if you lived as if others are simply reflections of yourself? As if everything in the world is no more than a shiny mirror for you to see yourself. The world gives you what you see. Experiment with this by changing your story about what you see. Notice if the world starts to change. As the Buddha said, mind is forerunner of all things. When our minds are filled with thoughts rooted in ill will, suffering and dis-ease will follow. When our minds are filled with thoughts of goodwill, with thoughts of love and kindness, peace and happiness will occupy our being. Take good care of your thoughts.
Until next time. <laughs>